0: Hey, thanks for joining us for a conversation with Kevin Minchie. Kevin, how are you doing
1: today? Good. Good to be with you, Matt.
0: I am so excited about you coming on staff. Your experience with church revitalization started early, didn't it?
1: Yes. I spent uh, nine years in a church that had gone through a major uh, upheaval and split, and uh, we had to rebuild everything. And uh, from there, I went into being a director of missions, and most of my time was spent helping other pastors, uh, regain lost ground, get to the next level, and then I was offered a part-time position with the TBMB in church revitalization for a section of the state. And then in January of 2020, I began full-time statewide responsibilities. Fantastic. And it is one of our five objectives, isn't it? Yes, objective two. And that objective is? It is to revitalize or to see 500 churches revitalized by the year 2024. At least 500.
0: At least 500? At least 500. You got your work cut out for you.
1: Yes, but everyone's a candidate now. It, they really are. Yeah, everybody's lost ground, so uh, we actually have a, a bigger uh, pool of candidates. Fantastic. Well, tell me, what are some of the things right now as you
0: look at churches that need revitalization? What are the barriers and the challenges that these churches have?
1: Well, that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. There's an additional set of challenges. A lot of churches were struggling a couple of years ago. On top of that, now everyone has lost some people in attendance and others have had to move. So just a decrease in active membership is one of the biggest things. Now, the uh, other side of that is money has not been hurt. In fact, a lot of our churches are coming out of the pandemic season Uh, actually in a better financial state, which gives them some resources to put towards revitalization. Why did that happen? I think my personal opinion is that uh, it was the only way church members could remain active. It Mm -hmm. was their way of, uh, you know, quantifying their worship, uh, supporting the church. I think, uh, again, most Christians are just faithful givers. And we underestimated their faithfulness in giving. We we really thought that there would be a bigger financial impact in twenty twenty, uh, and end in, on into twenty twenty one. But that was not the case. As you're looking at those five hundred churches, what do you do at, when you first come into
0: a, a situation? Meeting with pastor. Uh, Offering resources, what what kind of process do you go through with these churches?
1: Well, the first thing we do is we try to create a spiritual runway. So we ask them to begin to pray, and we've got, we've developed the forty day uh, praying with Jesus prayer guide, and we have been distributing that. We're on our third printing. We order about seventy five hundred a print, uh, so we're on our third printing, and we also use Claude King's Return to Me, and we want our churches to pray together, the same thing at the same time, and get a clear word from God, be in agreement that uh, if there's anything that is holding them back, that they would be able to identify it and to address it. Uh, And also to make sure that their relationship with the Lord and their relationship with one another is right. That's great.
0: Now, let's just say I'm a a pastor of a church that needs revitalization. I hear about this program. How much is this going to set me back in my church budget to have you come and help me.
1: Well, that's the great thing about what we offer. There's a lot of people trying to help with revitalization, but we're the only uh, organization that I know of that it's no cost. Uh, I tell them it's like salvation, it's already been paid for. <laughs> if you need our resources, they're paid for through Golden Offering. Uh, I get to do what I do through Cooperative Program, and that is uh, one of the things that sets us apart. I talked to a pastor today from a, a western part of our state, he has 20 people. And when you're working with a church of 20 people and a pastor, uh, any price tag's probably more than they're wanting to look at. So it's nice to be able to come in and say, there's no charge for me to come, no charge, you don't have to pay my way uh, to, to travel there, and the resources I give you have already been paid for. So that's a big help, especially considering that it's revitalization you know, that we're talking about.
0: This is totally stream of consciousness here I'm just gonna ask you tell me a good revitalization story that you've experienced over the past couple of months couple of years
1: yeah well most recently um, uh, we have um, again you know in the last year or two it's it's been really uh, well I've been full-time for a year and a half so just just during that time i have seen some churches like there's one church in particular in the nashville area that has recaptured a vision for reaching the community and they just began to go out and try and reach their community by ministering to the needs of the people there and they have found that there are a lot of people who don't have a church home they, they don't really have uh, a pastor uh, many of them don't know christ and this church, just this summer since schools got out, we're, we're doing this the middle of June, just since the end of May, they've seen people come to Christ and be baptized just by getting back out in the community. And that's one of the things that after we pray and do the spiritual uh, emphasis is uh, to try and get the church to re-engage the community that's usually, if you go back and look, that's when they began to fall off is they became inward-focused instead of outward. So that's Mm -hmm. one particular church that uh, has, again, begun to experience a great turnaround just by reengaging the community. Well, again, this
0: is just a short conversation, and if you want to hear more, I want to invite you to go to the uh, CP Leadership Podcast where you're going to see an extended conversation with Kevin. But before we go... If a church is looking for help, they they know that they need to be revitalized, they want to get away from declined, plateaued lifestyle into um, a greater altitude, how would they
1: get in contact with you? What would be that first step? Well, you can reach me directly at kaymenchi at tnbaptist.org. You can reach the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board um, through the website, uh, tnbaptist.org, or you can call. There's a toll-free number. And they'll get you in touch with me. And if I I live in Middle Tennessee, so I can usually have a pretty quick personal contact. But I do have Larry Murphy in Jackson, Tennessee, who uh, serves West Tennessee, and Phil Taylor in Cleveland, and Phil Young in Knoxville. And then we have a network of about 41 coaches throughout the state so we will get anyone who reaches out to us we will get them in touch with someone close by that can resource them encourage them and come alongside them
0: that's great and if we are going to pass on the baton of the gospel to the next generation we need to revitalize these churches so
1: yes we uh, you know instead of trying to reap place these churches or plant new churches Uh, we want to continue to plant but we don't want to lose another church because you know every church that i have found needs to be there there needs to be a gospel witness where that church is so why not try to bring that church back to its former glory
0: that's great thank you so much for listening to this short interview and remember that every cent that you give through the golden offering goes to these kind of projects Let's Win Tennessee.